are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday. Less jam-packed than yesterday, but still a lot to go into. There were two things I wanted to touch on yesterday, and then so much happened that I couldn't. So we're going to cover them today. We are going to start off with Giannis again, but to the Pelicans? Odds makers don't think it's so crazy after all. And then we've got an update on some front office stuff. Trajan Langdon was linked to the Kings job, but we've got an update there. And then finally, the Pelicans are doing some good in the community and for Lake Charles, and we'll cover that. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans, the only daily podcast covering everything you want to know about your Pelicans in the NBA. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So we spoke yesterday about Giannis in the wake of the Milwaukee Bucks getting bounced out of the playoffs by the Miami Heat and that it's fair to speculate about his future because frankly, it's coming into a very clear picture. Either he's going to be there or he's not. There's, you know, they're kind of running out of time to a degree. You're facing a very similar situation to what the Pelicans faced with Anthony Davis. He is eligible for the Supermax deal this offseason, but he's got one more, he's not a free agent. He's got one more year left on his current deal. But if he doesn't take the Supermax this offseason, things get a little bit dicey because All of a sudden, you're worried about him then leaving in free agency and then getting nothing in return for a superstar player like that. So while Giannis has said all the right things of like, I don't want to be traded, uh, you know, I'm not going to ask for a trade and all that, would it be prudent for the Bucks to do so if he goes, no, I'm not going to sign the Supermax right now, maybe next offseason? And in theory it is, but I also don't know if it actually is prudent for them to then try and move him. And that's because... Well, they're probably better off trying to keep him from a year and winning a title with him and hoping that, you know, uh, answers that question and then makes him resign, though it didn't with Kawhi Leonard. So I think given that they're a small market, they're probably going to roll the dice on this sort of thing. And it hasn't become an ugly situation like the Anthony Davis and Pelican situation became. But if they do, that's where things get really interesting. And a couple of odds makers threw out some odds both if he would re-sign and then what his next team would be in the wake of this. And look, this is one of those things where I wouldn't read too much into what we're about to talk about because the odds makers are just trying to entice some action. If you can make someone feel good about a team and think it's good odds for them to try and go and do this and get them to throw money on this when you know there's probably no chance in hell it actually happens, it's good good business for a casino right there. These places aren't in the uh, business of losing money. So I don't want to read too much into this, but it's still kind of fun. And there's got to be some degree of things behind this. So Giannis is favored to sign the Supermax with the Milwaukee Bucks over not signing the Supermax with the Milwaukee Bucks. But that doesn't mean he's necessarily going to stay there. And if he doesn't, what are the other teams that 
could potentially sign him. Well, on the list, you've got the Miami Heat. That makes a lot of sense, being number one. Um, the Golden State Warriors, I think, are two. And then third is, surprisingly, the New Orleans Pelicans. Five to one odds, plus 500. Sounds pretty good, right? I like it. I just like that this team is in the conversation for this sort of thing. It shows you that they're an up-and-coming team that people think very highly of what's going on with this team with both Zion Williamson here, Brandon Ingram here, uh, David Griffin running the show, investment from ownership too, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit more in the third segment. This is overall a very good thing for the Pelicans to be listed as third. They're never in the conversation about this stuff, and yet here they are you got to feel good about that if you're a Pelicans fan. I don't think it's likely, but hey, you know what? The fact that you're in the conversation is a wonderful thing. Of teams that are going to be out there in the running for him, Pelicans at least have a ton of assets they could give up. I don't think there's going to be a situation where you almost give up Kawhi Leonard like from the Spurs for almost nothing. This would be closer to a haul that you're going to get for Anthony Davis, though maybe not to that degree, though it should be. I don't know. This whole situation is a little bit weird. But you could include some of the Lakers picks. You can include some of the Pelicans' own picks to some degree. And then you can also at that point, include some of the young guys that they might have. Maybe D.D. Silva, Luzada Silva is interesting to them. Maybe Nikhil or Jackson Hayes, potentially Drew Holiday if it's during the season. There's a number of ways you can construct a package that are at least intriguing versus a ton of other teams. The Heat are going to be in the running for this because they are, they are like thirsting for Giannis, as every team should be. But yeah, the Pelicans are in competition for this if there is a competition for it i have no doubt whether you know he says yes to them or not that's a different story but they at least build a package that you don't hate it's maybe not the most exciting thing out there but you wouldn't despise like the package or just hang up if they called you with this sort of stuff and you would consider it it's a good spot to be in frankly again it's a long shot but we got to talk about Giannis's future because i don't know if he's going to win a title there and if you're him and you want to win a title well, we've seen it. Superstars tend to leave the team. So that's kind of how it might go. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles, incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now, right to your door, and ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery option. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, Australia, you can support your local go-tos. I did this the other night with uh, Domenica, or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep the communities they operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Today's show is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. It's a family business that's just been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years and you've got to go to rockauto.com right now 
now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Their catalog is remarkably easy to use, very unique. You just click on your, uh, your make, your model, and it's going to quickly show you all the parts available for your vehicle. You can choose the brand specifications. And as we've mentioned, the reliably low prices, you want the more expensive one. You can go with that. If you just need something that'll get the job done and as cheap as possible, you can get that too. They've got it all for you. And that's what makes them different. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Don't forget Locked On Pelicans is daily. Yes, we're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we've talked a lot about the coaching search and who might come in, who might leave with some of the assistants. We actually now get to talk about something with the front office. So the Kings are going through a bit of a restructuring and that, that probably needed to happen too. With Vladi Divac out and in is going to be a new president of basketball operations or general manager. You know, top decision maker is what I like to call it. I don't care much for the titles. We can get into the weeds with all that stuff and it doesn't matter. They're going to get a new top decision maker. That's the important thing, right? Well, a name that they had been linked to was Pelican's general manager, second in command in Trajan Langdon. And they had requested permission to interview Trajan Langdon, which I have no doubt that the Pelicans would have granted and let him interview for the job. But the kind of nice thing about this is that Trajan Langdon said, nah, I'm good. Didn't want to go to the Kings. Doesn't mean he won't leave and go elsewhere if another opportunity presents itself. But right now, based on what we know, he said no to interviewing for the top job with the Kings. At least with these two situations, he'd rather be here in New Orleans as the number two, the general manager who does a number of things, but not be the top guy. That says a whole hell of a lot about the Kings as an organization. It probably also says a little bit that they're trying to maybe be cheap and not pay guys as much. And Langdon was expensive to bring in. That was not a cheap hire to be the official general manager of the team. But it also does say something about the Pelicans and the situation that they're building here, the organization, the culture, the front office that they're building here, that these guys want to have success. And they don't want to go into a bad situation, a negative situation, want to stay where there's going to be success. And he thinks there's going to be more success here than the job title and being the top guy that uh, the Sacramento Kings you know, would give you, and meaning he's going to have less success. It's a really strong statement. Kind of comes in with the Giannis stuff from the first segment here of, hey, they're third on this list. Like what? This organization has gone through a complete revamp and makes you feel completely different about them and is changing their reputation to a pretty large degree around the league from where they were before. And we'll touch on a third thing, which ties into some of this too, that he'd rather be here and not be in charge than go to the Kings where he is in charge. For whatever reasons it is, that says a lot about New Orleans. Now, when other jobs come available, he's probably going to look heavily at those and be interested in those and not stay here all that long. It also has got to say a lot about what he's done in the one year here. He was doing very good with the Nets and had a strong reputation. But when you leave that and then come and do stuff here, it can take a hit. Things can be a little bit different. And clearly, they think highly enough of what he did here in New Orleans, what he did with the Nets too, that it's only adding to his resume. 
And I like to see that. You want guys to come into your organization, do well, and then, you know, unfortunately get hired away. It's kind of a bittersweet thing. You want your employees, your your workers, if you're a manager, to move on and do other things and take step up, step ups, even if it hurts you in the short term, because it shows you what you're building and what you can do with other things. So this is a great thing to see from the Pelicans that Langdon was wanted by the Kings to at least interview for that job. And then it's even better when he's like, nah, I'm good. I like that. Like where you are. Be happy where you are in the work that you're doing here, at least for right now, until he takes another job, which has to happen eventually. I think we all agree. But it shows you that he values what's going on here, and I like that. That's not how it's always been here in New Orleans. And that sends a very strong statement to me and hopefully the rest of the league. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. The only daily show here with you all Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So wrapping up today's show on a positive note, like a moment of gratitude, I guess, in some sort of way, too, with everything. But the Pelicans, the Saints are doing some really cool stuff here for Hurricane Laura Relief. They are doing an official effort. So first and foremost, the Saints, Pelicans, and the NFL Foundation announced a $500,000 donation, half a million to assist with Hurricane Laura Relief. That's kind of decimated that part of Louisiana. And in addition to that, the Saints and Pelicans have launched a fundraiser to benefit three nonprofits that they that are working on the relief efforts out there. And any fans who make an online donation to the campaign by 5 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday, uh, the 16th of this month, will be entered to win a chance to represent Saints Nation during the September 27th Sunday night football broadcast on NBC when the Saints take on the Green Bay Packers. Winners will also claim a spot in the 12-person fan zone that will be featured on the live broadcast and a couple of other things, too. You can just go through any of the special links that they've put out. So I'm reading off the press release, but this is cool. I I work in fundraising and philanthropy full-time when I'm not doing a podcast for you also most of the time. So this matters a lot, and I know the the good that can come out of these sorts of things and everyone kind of coming together. And the team's doing anything they can to not just help... Uh, to help the state is a good thing. We think of the Saints often and the Pelicans often as, you know, New Orleans. They're the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans. But they're really trying to kind of look and be the Gulf South team, the region's team, stretching all the way from Lake Charles and Lafayette to Mobile and, part, you know, Pensacola too, to I think, like some degree, like out there. They want to kind of represent that region. So for them to care about other parts of Louisiana, not just New Orleans, which they've always done, I think is a really cool thing. The fact that you've got an owner that's willing to put the team's money and her own money towards these charitable charitable causes, I think is also a really great thing. She's the richest person in Louisiana. She's on the Forbes like 100 richest people list in the United States. And she doesn't just kind of keep the wealth. She's not looking to necessarily profit off a lot of things. She does a lot of charity work, partially one because she probably has to for like tax purposes. But also because I think she actually cares about this stuff. The fact that she's willing to not just be miserly with her money, like a lot of sports owners are, and instead throw it around, invest it in other things, whether that's hospitals, whether it's the COVID-19 relief for you know service industry workers, whether it's this. It's all a really good thing because it also means you'll spend money on the team should the time come. When we talk about the Milwaukee Bucks and them not re-signing Malcolm Brogdon, it was a small market move to avoid the luxury tax. That's why they didn't do it. 
they should have paid and kept Malcolm Brogdon and then maybe beaten the Heat in the playoffs. I don't know if it would have made it. Actually, he would have made a big difference on that roster. And they're missing another creator. And Brogdon fits that bill. The fact that you have an owner that's putting forth a ton of money into all of these different causes and different things, I think says that if the timing is right and the situation is right for the Pelicans, they will pay if they need to. They're not going to do it if they don't have to. The number one team that's ever been, the team that's been in the luxury tax the most times in the New York Knicks. You don't want to just throw money around and not be good. You want to throw money when you are good. And I think it seems like based off of what she's doing with a lot of her own funds, they'd be willing to invest in the Pelicans the same way, hopefully. So very cool to see them just be involved in these charitable efforts, the philanthropy coming out of uh, Gail Benson and the organization, as well as uh, the fact that it probably indicates that they'll spend on the team too. And she's already put a significant amount of investment into the team and upped kind of that level of investment that they've had. In a way, the Anthony Davis trade request was a good thing that it kind of woke the franchise up to what they needed to do. And hopefully it'll keep going forward. So in the meantime, go check it out. You can check it out over at saints.com, pelicans.com to look for different ways to make a donation, enter in for the chance to win and participate in part of the greater good. The power of the collective is really important. Even if you got five dollars that stuff adds up if a lot of people donate five dollars and a lot of people probably are it adds up if a lot of people are donating ten dollars it adds up and all of it really truly does make a difference so i'm excited to see what the pelicans are doing here it's very very nice and the fact that they're really embracing all of louisiana and the gulf south as they always have and continuing to do so in their time of need is a wonderful thing so it makes you really proud to be a fan of both of these organizations all right, big thank you to our sponsors of today's show, rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com, put in Locked On on the How Did You Hear About Us box, and then DoorDash, use promo code Locked On MBA for $5 off your first order and no delivery fees of $15 or more. Don't forget, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. Tell a friend as well. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.